this is going to be a best for hurt businessing, which I, I think we disagree with. Man, it's going to be a WrestleMania attending. Not us, but we're going to talk about the attendance. We're going to discuss merchandise consuming. It's going to be an episode of the Brothers of Discussion. Yeah. We're going to talk everything from who's going to get the first entrance at WrestleMania. Man, this is the first entrance with humans in over a year. Except that's gotta be, that's gotta be Kane. Probably not, but he is a Hall of Famer. You never know. Matt, we're gonna talk the end of the Wednesday Night Wars. Oh, a whole segment's gotta die. Matt, it's roughly a third of our show. Cut. Yay. And then we're gonna get you primed, <laughs> wined, and dined for Stand and Deliver NXT that's, style. Woo. That is. Uh, we should maybe ask uh, the fans. Uh, like, is there a better name for our Wednesday Night Wars segment? Is there? Should we just call it the week, the prime time? Rest, prime time wrestling wars. Talking yeah. the shows that we like. I, I like all of our early comments here. How about that wrestling coming from Brent? <laughs> wrestling plug. Perfect. Going to be Billy K. Oh, wrestling plug. This guy gets it. This the guy first, fucks. Yeah, Love this guy. This guy fucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, not a bad idea. Um, I also want to hear Brent, who he thinks the first entry at uh, WrestleMania is going to be. Maybe it'll Just don't be, say Hulk Hogan. Maybe it'll be uh, John Cena in a big hot dog costume. Who knows? It could be anybody. Uh, but, Matt, every week, it's hot, it's spicy. Not this week so much in Michigan. It's cold again. Uh, Matt, how are things at the Casa de Eddie? Uh, they're doing good. Yeah. Well put. I got new uh, I got new pizza tools this, this week. I got... Um, Do you mean dentures to chew uh, pizza better? I might need those actually. I uh, I didn't have my my uh, nighttime. I, I have a mouth guard at night. I didn't wear it this week. Uh, one day, and I woke up and it felt like all my teeth were wiggling. It was so. Do you wear a mouth guard every night? Yeah. Every all right. night. Do you wear an eye patch too, so Eddie can't rake your eyes in your sleep? I should. I just tied all the forks. I put them up above the cabinets so that that doesn't you, happen. You hide she, them in the electric sockets. That's she got good. me again this week with. Um, she Stop had putting your eyeballs by your kids' hands. What are you doing? I, I'm just man. near her. I don't. She she had a piece of cardboard and she was like, she's got it in her hand, so she's just going wah. And I was behind her, and I'm like, you know, I'm studying her, and she. Bah! Right. Except this time it was in the right eye. So it wasn't in the old lefty. So she's she's mixing it up. She's, she's giving that forward. one a break. She feels yeah. bad. Okay. Uh, Brett, by the way, went with Doink the Clown. He will be the very first uh, theme entrance we will get uh, going into WrestleMania. I did. I, I do like that conversation because I did hear the rumor that they're not going to do a kickoff show. because They don't want to do some bullshit like, you know, one of our favorite wrestlers like Buddy Murphy coming out and Ruin everything. Ugh, could you believe that? <laughs> uh, Matt, I've, uh, I heard a really compelling case um, from one of our, uh, our favorite productions. Um, they said last year he didn't quite get his entrance. He didn't quite get his celebration. He didn't get his nightcap uh, thanks to how empty it was, right? He won the Royal Rumble. He won the championship, his first championship at WrestleMania. Matt, it's Drew McIntyre, the odds on favorite to come out first. Get that big hero's welcome, huh? Maybe uh, bookend a show with uh, 
let him and Bobby mix it up, do a little tango and a little dancing. Huh? And we get Drew as the first song you hear. The old back I like players. it. I like, like it. it. I, I think I'd need to take a look at what's split up between night one and night two, because I, I don't think I could tell you right now off the top of my head. So I'm going to... Uh, nor gonna nor should you. Nor should you. Matt, it's okay if we don't know who's on night one. Just wondered if you were on board with that decision. Yeah, um, I, I like that. That that makes a lot of sense because he would have been, he was our send off, right? Uh, last year. And then we rolled right into Monday Night Raw. Well, the other thing it would do is allow us to bookend um, oh. you know, the program with, uh, no, not, not King Booker. We're going to give a bookend. No, we're going to do uh, Drew comes out first and to close the show, let the women close it out. Give it to Bianca and Sasha. This is interesting, by the way. I'm on uh, e-wrestling news for the match card. Uh, it's a great source because it says the Hurt Business is banned from ringside for the WWE Championship match. All right, uh, banned or not invited? <laughs> uh, so just does that MVP. mean me? Uh, I don't have a ticket. Does that mean I'm also banned from ringside at WWE? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have matches either. Um, Man, all right. banned. <laughs> No, I so taking a look, Mike, I, I think it would be so WWE to answer the question to recap for everybody tuning in. What what will be the first entrance? Uh night one, Mike, includes so you can you can pick a different match if you don't uh, if you if you feel like it. Uh night one includes the WWE championship match, Bobby Lashley and Drew, the Beautiful. SmackDown Women's Championship match, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair, which I think everybody wants to end the night. Uh Raw Raw Tag Team Championship match. Uh, New Day versus AJ Styles. Uh, the Miz versus Bad Bunny. Ooh, oh. Bad Bunny could be the first. Or uh, Mike Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Now, Mike, I've left off one match. One match from night one. All right, do any of those matches feel a little bit more juicy than uh, than the WWE Championship match? Because I, I do like that pick, but I've got a better one, Mike. And it's so WWE. I'm, I'm very excited to hear that, but Matt... Uh, my other choice would be Bad Bunny. Maybe he comes out with a whole bunch of bunnies, whole bunch <laughs> oh of rabbits. Oh, my God. That would be – you know what? Yeah. If he came out with I, – I don't know what number is funny. Like, what's a funny number? You know, not 69. I mean, like, you know, like people know the science behind saying, like, well, if you pick 6,852 bunnies, that's a funny number. There's people that know that. There's, you know, improv kind of – I want it – well, I don't want it – I don't want it to be like a guy in a bunny costume. I want it to be like Japan, uh, that island, yeah, the Oku island. Oku Okunoshima, which is the home of uh, Rabbit Island. And it's literally just a sea of fluffy friends. That's what I want. So, Mike, the match I left off, and yes. anybody playing at home knows uh, if they're looking at the match card right now. Mike, he's facing... I feel like uh, Mike Adomley right now. And his name... All right, it goes uh, without his, saying... His name is Just Harvey. Yeah. Uh, Mike, he's facing Braun Strowman, and he is the son of Vincent Kennedy McMahon, Shane McMahon, leading the way. First, could you imagine... Like, if we're trying to sell, Mike, hear me out. I'm going to try and pitch this for real. We want to make Shane hated, right? And we're going to build up. Don't miss the first entrance. Could you imagine? Like, now Braun's going to come out, and we're actually going to want to see him kick the shit out of Shane McMahon. Ah, ah, 
I, I'm doing a lot of Larry David right now, but I, well, hear me out. I'm, I, uh, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, Mike. Okay. That nobody wants this match at all, but you get it out of the way, and like this is going to be a quick one, right? I think we're all in agreement. We don't want to. We don't need to see Shane jump off the cage. Anybody who's excited for that, I'm sorry, <laughs> you're insane. <laughs> I just Man. want this match over with. You know what? I like it. Thank you. I like it. You know why? Because uh, I, was, organic I was listening tea. to I was listening to uh, uh, how the sausage is made for um, Avengers Endgame, and they talked about they didn't know how to start the movie, and they said, "Well, the one thing we can't do, obviously, is kill Thanos." That's at the end, and they said, "Well, what if we did?" So this is kind of that. You know what? Let's uh, let's start. Let's spear left. All right. So Shane McMahon is the first entrance, Matt. If he is, he could just get nuclear heat, Matt. Absolutely. He could get Chernobyl heat. <laughs> Chernobyl. Uh, beasts would start growing extra arms and eyes. Uh, Matt, I want you to brainstorm. I'm going to give you a second here. I got my pitch ready. All right. We line the entrance ramp with a bunch of guys dressed up in silver spoon costumes. <laughs> Do we have Shane come out of a gigantic trust fund document that unravels and then he comes rolling out and uh, rides a white horse down to the ring. I, um, can I, can I tweak it? Please do. Please do. Everything, everything you've done so far, but the horses are pulling a diorama of Shane McMahon in his childhood bedroom. And he has two action figures. <laughs> one is Shane McMahon and one is Braun Strowman. And he's in the middle of finishing the match, having Shane pin Braun Strowman. Thusly, Playing out, of course, as we all know, the McMahons playing with their lovely, lovely toys, and that's how they get their WrestleMania matches in. I, I think that would be like that would be the biggest f you to wrestling fans again. Chernobyl level heat. Is it sure? I say sure. Is it sure? I say sure. I say Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Uh, Chernobyl level heat. I. That's that's the way to do it. Like that's the way that you know they always talk about blending reality with story. We all know that this is going to be a huge entrance. Take it away from fans. Take it away from pro wrestling fans. Because all, all you have to do right after that is say, it, it's a two-minute match. Braun destroys Shane McMahon. But lift the cage. Have the cage take longer to lower and lift than that match actually lasts. And then just have Drew McIntyre come out next. Like, do it. Do how, how you wanted. But have Shane McMahon, like, build it up. Start. Start tomorrow. Start on SmackDown. I guess if you're listening to the podcast, start tonight on SmackDown. Just <laughs> have, have them build it up. You have your very first entrance in forever, for the first time in forever. Pay Disney to let use that song. I'm kidding. I just, you know, Shane McMahon, he is the bane of the wrestling community. But, you know, he is that creative muse. I, I don't think we could ever come up with an entrance as colorful as, you know, for other wrestlers as we are for Shane. Like, Drew McIntyre, what are you going to do? Line the ramp with a bunch of guys in kilts, and then, you know, a, a hard breeze comes through, and we see a bunch of tallywhackers <laughs> on, our, on our return <laughs> to live audience. And they, they all have little arms that are saluting Drew. And then uh, Drew turns to the camera. Hey, Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Matt, I'm gonna give you one. I'm gonna give you one more segment here. Um, <laughs> if if you can, uh, night one, pitch one more person. If you, if you don't have one, that's okay. But if you got one more, this is fun. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's tough because Shane's Shane really set the bar high. I thought you wanted me. I thought there was another subject coming up. Like pitch, pitch another subject. Okay. Um, all right. So one more. This you want me to be legit here because I think we had fun. Um, but you know it. It wouldn't hurt to just go straight up pro wrestling, right? Like. Maybe Seth Rollins, since he's he's coming out with the burn it down. That would be fun. I mean, that's boring, right? But I, I think we'd all enjoy that. That's that's a hell of an entrance. He gets a lot of hate on Twitter, but the longer that I'm involved in pro wrestling Twitter and hockey Twitter and Red Wing Twitter, the more I realize that their opinions mean absolutely nothing. So it's, <laughs> it's just everybody delivering hot take after hot take, and they're all hot garbage. Um yeah, Dad, give Seth Rollins the first entrance. I think that that would be fun. And I will say this: anything but Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, because I want them to end the night. Yeah, and uh, I guess I don't want to be distracted by pomp and circumstance for that match. That that's that's just gonna be that's gonna be some good old fashioned wrestling. Bianca know? Belair is gonna have a fucking hot. Uh, entrance. Like, I think it's going to be amazing. I think there's going to be something like popping. There's that, that. I won't be surprised when the whole stadium blows up. Like, it's going to be amazing. Um, is that what you were you talking about, Bianca, when you said that? Or were you still talking about um, Cesaro and Seth Rollins? No, I wouldn't mind if like Bianca had Cardi B come out and then they did like the W A P E S T. Rest. Wrestling. Oh, wait, go ahead. <laughs> oh, if you don't have know you... the song, Matt, fire it up on Spotify after this program's over. Oh, wait, she has a new one? I'm sorry. I thought this was a play on WAP. It is a WAP. So I was going to do the WAP EST with Bianca. So the WAP. Oh, is... okay. I gotcha. Yeah. I thought. I, I know. I went down a wild like road that. there. Wild road, Matt. Just me and Mr. Just me and Mr. Toad on that one. <laughs> Wrestling plugs on board, by the way, with Drew McIntyre uh, entrance. Uh, uh, we're gonna hash- Let's hashtag that. Let's see if we can get Drew uh, to notice this. Uh, we'll, we'll tweet it out right now. Um, Mike, you, you, uh, you keep going. You want to bring up the next segment while I tweet at Drew McIntyre? Yeah. I, yeah, slide into them DMs. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to slide into Drew McIntyre's DMs by sending out... <laughs> Tallywhacker <laughs> Make sure you find some helicopter gifts of that, Matt. Uh, all right, so I got another big question for you here. It's going to be a little bit, a little bit shorter, um, and then we're going to move into the next one. Uh, was there a winner in the Wednesday Night Wars? Because it looks like it's over. NXT has thrown up the white flag. They're going to Tuesday nights. It's an Matt, easy answer, right? Is there a winner? It's. I, I think AEW absolutely won because if you you talk about who had to move first, it's NXT. Who had the better ratings? AEW. Like it, it's to me, it's an easy victory. Now, I think we we got defined what those two shows are, and I think with all the gar- like all the shit that WWE gets for being for not focusing on pro wrestling, they give you that on Wednesdays. What AEW does is more. Sports entertainment. 
yeah, it's more sports entertainment. And that's what the people want. And that they prove that with the ratings. Uh, so you, you could get angry at that comment. You could come back and say, this is what AEW says they are. But when we watch the show, I think it's pretty, it's pretty obvious that one show focuses more on the wrestling in the ring and the other is, is doing sports entertainment. Mike, one of my favorite things I've seen in pro wrestling just happened last night. And it was MJF opening up a bathroom door and all of Inner Circle is standing there staring at him. I'm sorry. That's my favorite part. Like that level of MJF and Jericho, this storytelling they've done and the song and dance routines they've done, that is A-plus pro wrestling to me. That is sports entertainment, all that mixed together. But ultimately, yeah, we had it defined what these two shows are over the length of time. And what we learned again, just to restate it, was that people want sports entertainment more, and that's where AEW won. Uh, oh, they won the Wednesday Night War. It is over. Yeah. Um, I'm a little concerned for my free time. Uh, it means another potential two hours every single week uh, of another weekday gone, uh, using that towards wrestling. Uh, three hours Monday, two hours Tuesday, two hours Wednesday, uh, Thursday, mid-afternoon break. Uh, with little NXT UK, and then Friday, unwind with SmackDown. And then, God forbid, there's a pay-per-view on Saturday or Sunday, or both. Um, so, for us, the the loser is clearly the audience, because we just don't get a break. We don't get a break to let anything marinate. There's wrestling every five seconds. Um, and I, I host a wrestling show with my brother, and sometimes I just want to talk to my friends, and I just want to do something <laughs> um no i uh i'm fascinated to see how the ratings start coming through matt because i'm pretty sure the people who are watching aew and nxt are both those numbers i think are going to go up because they were just it's the same demo right (laughs) you know i i would almost you know you know like those numbers are going to be identical maybe still lean a little bit more towards aew but I think that's the real winner there is uh, AEW won, but what did they win? I don't know. I like the competition, and I'm kind of bummed it's over. So, Matt, I'm going to move on to something a little more fun uh, because I happen to go on the WWE shop today. Uh, They've been blowing up my Instagram. They've been blowing up my Facebook with ads. And there's a new piece of uh, uh, wrestling paraphernalia that you can buy. Uh, You can't own it because you're only pre-ordering it, but Matt, they've released a melted face fiend mask for you to wear in front of your children. Now, yeah. I don't know if you're going to be jumping in line to do that. They uh, they tried to 3D Doritos it and only release a couple. So I think there's only a couple hundred that they're going to produce. Which brings me to my big question for you, Matt. Matt, one piece of wrestling paraphernalia. If you need a few minutes, that's okay. But one piece of wrestling paraphernalia, something you'd want to keep in a glass case in your house for guests. And then you would sit around and, you know, get old and just look at it. And this would sum up your your relationship, your love affair with professional wrestling. Matt, what would that piece be? Hmm. I wonder if I'm going to steal yours. You better not. Can I have Kane's mask from the 2001 Royal Rumble? (laughs) 
That was all I wanted, Matt. And now it's at your house. It's fine. I'm sorry. You can come over and visit. Um, do I let me think of another one because uh for like the longest time, the 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 60-minute Iron Man match uh between HBK and Bret Hart was my favorite match ever. And I would watch that over and over and over. Um, I mean, like, go to YouTube maybe once a month and watch it. And it was sickening. And then I would try and recreate it on like all the WWE games. <laughs> yeah. So maybe give me that WWF championship belt that I can say this was the one that was won on uh, at WrestleMania after the 60 man or the 60, the 60 man Iron Man match. <laughs> all right. The 60 minute Iron Man match. Well, um, it's not. I mean, uh, you obviously can't take Kane now. Like that would be such a boring segment. So you got to pick something else. <laughs> I got to pick my my second choice. Um, <laughs> what about what if you had to cut it down to like your your pro wrestling fandom from the last ten years? Oh, from the last ten. Um, I'll give you a time machine because I, I I here's here I'll give you I'll give you time to think uh because I'm going to use that time machine I'm going to go to WrestleMania 30 and cut off Daniel Bryan's beard and then that's going to <laughs> my All right, wrestling plug, um, he's got it. He he wants uh, Nakamura's fruit roll up pants. Oh, that was my other choice. Oh, Mike. <laughs> not going to be able to pull a single one out of his hat now. <laughs> Uh, wrestling plug i can't remember if we did talk about this since you've been watching but i actually came out in, in uh my wedding uh came out to nakamura's theme song and did the nakamura dance all the way to our table and uh look like i got shot when we watched the wedding video because i shoot down to do the the nakamura i don't know like i, I almost called it the splits but not uh yeah but yeah, that that does mean a lot to me. Anything Nakamura's done, anything he's got, I, I'm, I've got his book autographed around here somewhere. Mike, I'm going to give you, I'm going to banter, pretend I'm bantering for another 15 seconds, and you my better two, have my two, my two items. Listen really to what want. I'm saying. <laughs> I was also thinking, like, oh, man, God, but I can't believe each of you took my favorite thing. <laughs> I really want Vince McMahon's Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, skull out of his office. That's a good one. But that's not really a wrestling memento. And you really just want to take it from him because he's such a piece of garbage about it. He doesn't deserve that beautiful treasure. Yeah. Um, I also wouldn't mind something. <clears throat> I, so I think the match that I go back to if I'm going to show somebody what wrestling is, it's like Mick Foley versus The Undertaker. And I watched Mick Foley fall through that cage. So I don't know. Like, I, I'm going to get a puppy, and I need to get um, a fence so the dog can't escape out into the street and get hit by a car. You're so I'm thinking, tear. maybe I'm going to tear down the hell in the cell and <laughs> put that around my house so the puppy can't get out. Well, just make sure there's a bunch of thumbtacks on the other side, and he'll be... Do you have a separate? Yeah. Do uh, does your fence go up to your neighbor's property, or is there a little alleyway in between the two? Um, I mean, I think it goes right. It, it goes right up against the uh, side of the. Uh, I think right where the the property lines are, because he's got like boats and stuff right over there. You know, I, I when we when we're growing up there in movies, TV shows, all the time. 
everybody always had like an alleyway in between. All right. I shouldn't say always, but that happened a lot. And every time, everywhere I've been, I've always been up to the property line with the other person. I, I wish there were more alleys. Um, We'd probably have more drugs in our body right now if there were more alleys where we grew up. I was also thinking it might be cool to have like the bedpan that Stone Cold hit Vince with. Oh um, my God. <laughs> it'd be really so funny bad. to have like a glass case with that bedpan in it and like the dent from Vince McMahon's head. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. I, I think we're ready to move on. I, I stole your, I stole your answer. Wrestling plug stole your other answer. <laughs> Do you want AJ? Like, honestly, honestly, with like those two items, with, with Kane's mask, I would have had it like in a glass case. Uh, like up on a little peg so you can see it kind of at an angle with the like i'd buy a new light to hang down to look at it yeah. or nakamura's fruit roll-up pants i'd have them like you know when people buy a jersey and hang it up on the wall i'd have the fruit pants there and yeah you know maybe like one of those strips too so that you know like fruit flies don't eat the fruit roll up you know because it's sweet and red and juicy but yeah it's good stuff um, yeah. Well, this has been two fantastic segments. Um, I don't even want to talk about NXT now, but uh, we have that coming up. Mike, uh, we should probably mention, since it's the title of the episode. Um, Can I, I throw something else at you? I got one more big question. Yeah. Because one of my favorite shows, um, uh, hopefully someday we can get them on here, uh, uh, Kaz and David Shoemaker. Uh, Shoemaker, a, a fantastic author uh, for wrestling. And they talked about Daniel Bryan getting added to the championship match with Edge and Roman. And it was, I just want to throw the debate your way and just take, hear your point because they said, well, the, the match feels a little, a little stilted, a little cold, even with Edge, a promo master, even with Roman firing on all cylinders, it doesn't quite feel like the match has that massive WrestleMania feel to it. You know, maybe it's just because there's too much time between pay-per-views. Uh, maybe it's a number of different things. I don't want to steal all the talking points. I want to give you a shot here. But, Matt, do you think that Daniel Bryan was added to get some humanity into this match in a real, you know, kind of underdog um, rooting interest? Or is it much simpler than that? And is it just they need somebody... To eat a pin. Oh, yeah, it might be that. I I just don't want to. Edge brings a lot of humanity. I, I I just wonder if there might be an element too. And I know this hasn't been talked about a lot, but they mentioned it in the ring when they were riffing each other on promos. Um, how how much of it is it like we have to have Roman Reigns in the main event at WrestleMania? But these two really want to fight each other. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I, I think if you could have picked anyone, like, it, it could have looked more like we picked anyone. Does that make sense? Like, it, this looks like Edge and Daniel Bryan want to get in the ring together. And they still have to keep Roman Reigns involved because he's the champion. Now, the reason this feels cold is because everything seemed to be coming up to some story involving... Roman Reigns and uh, and stop me if this is what those other guys said, but it, it seemed like we were telling a story about his family. And now we're just getting away from that because it's just for the Roman Reigns story to continue and his family and being at the head of the table, we have to get this goddamn Royal Rumble winner out of the way. And Daniel Bryan's messing up Edge's chance at a Royal Rumble redemption story. 
and all of it, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's three individual stories and one is being, one's half-baked because it looked like we were going to get The Rock versus Roman Reigns and COVID got in the way, uh, or COVID continued to get in the way. Like, that would have been amazing. Uh, and Roman, I think, even addressed uh, facing The Rock and said it's better that we, we let this marinate, which I don't, sometimes that doesn't work out. Sometimes when we want something, we need it then. If we wait too long on this, you know, The Rock's going to be running for president. And there's no way that he's going to be wanting to come back to, <laughs> to WrestleMania. No insurance company is going to touch that. <laughs> right. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I understood. Like, they brought up that point to say, you know, maybe Daniel's in there to add a little humanity. But I, I really just think that Daniel Bryan, he's been on, uh, you know, Bray Wyatt has been on the Revenge Tour. And Daniel's been on the Three Second Tan Tour. Uh, where he's basically trying to just get over every single person in the company, um, you know, from superstars, you know, fair and, you know, large and small, anybody across the board. And I think that ultimately what he's going to do is, you know, eat a lot of bumps um, to kind of protect Edge, um, eat a lot of bumps to make Roman look good, and eat a pin so that Roman doesn't officially you know, lose his title, but Edge gets a moment. Um, he gets his moment after, you know, his horrific injury. He gets to come back um, and celebrate at WrestleMania. So I, th I think that's what's going on. I think Daniel is there on his three-second tan tour, and he's there to just get uh, Edge over. Yeah, I, I, that's probably the long and short of it. But I, I, there is still that element, though, like what you brought up initially. Like, there, there's a lot of truth to that, of, of it just feeling a little we feel a little distant and some of that might just be, there's no fans watching. Like a lot of this feels like we're, we're, we're six feet back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what else we got? We got uh, Mike, the purpose. We mentioned earlier that the hurt business, uh, according to <laughs> e-wrestling news, isn't going to be allowed at ringside. Mike, there, there <laughs> isn't a hurt business anymore. Um, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, uh, have been laid off. Uh, by the Hurt Business. MVP has been adamant. The Hurt Business is not done, which is good to hear from uh, from MVP. So I, I uh, th this is two-sided, right? I, I was kind of hopeful just this identity, the idea of the Hurt Business would live on. And I got that. Uh, but we do have, uh, like our good friend Neon Ghost uh, pointed out, it wasn't really about the Hurt Business. It was about the success that we were seeing with Lashley, Shelton Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander. And now that's gone. Mike, are 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 we okay, or are we upset about Shelton and Cedric? Because I'm I'm on the side that I I'm okay right now. I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I actually, as if we can build the hurt business into something else with with some other folks, I'm going to be pretty happy with that. And we even had our good friend Amy Dalton throw in uh, Keith Lee being added. We've seen over the last week. Um, Oh my gosh! Uh, Ricochet being thrown in there. I, I think I think those all work out. Oh, Naomi was another one, uh, right? That people posed. Um, yeah, I'm not against uh, you know Keith Lee and Ricochet getting prominent roles in a in a spot where they'd uh, maybe win a match uh, for once. Keith Lee, he, I don't know if he's hanging out with Elster Black. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, I don't know if it was COVID related or what, but he's just not there. Uh, Ricochet hasn't won a match since NXT. Um, Keith Lee, I, I think, was hurt. Is he hurt? 
because mm-hmm. he had some really bizarre messages on Twitter that made it sound like, you know, he's wants to come back and he can't. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're pretty cryptic, but it definitely raised some eyebrows and it wasn't like, Oh, I'll be right back. guys. just finishing up the old rehab. It was kind of like when they let me. So definitely some, uh, puzzling stuff there. Um, I don't know. WWE kind of doubles down on the weirdest tag teams. Uh, like we're going to get to a point where, um, uh, Bob Rude and Dolph Ziggler are together longer than the Hurt Business. Um, which I don't think anyone foresaw that group, um, having the staying power, uh, past, you know, what was a faction that carried Monday Night Raw for basically 10 months. Um, it's 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 fascinating. I, I don't know. I don't know really why they did it. Um, I do know that if they are away from MVP, I, I don't know if, uh, you know, they, you know, started taking like Cody Rhodes, you know, acting school to start working on their promos because um, that's <laughs> what the issue was before. You know, it's three guys basically on the MVP coattails. And it's, you know, not to say nobody's ever been on the you know a manager's coattails before. Look at Brock Lesnar, right? But man, it really feels like these guys are going to be floating off into oblivion, um, yeah. into, the, into the sunken place. Um, I, I have put out there the, their last best hope is a SummerSlam match, a tag team match against whoever comes up with the Hurt Business. They take the tag title belts. I mean, think about like Keith Lee and Ricochet would be a pretty that'd be a pretty sweet tag team. Like the um, dynamics of of what they both bring to the ring, and uh, I having yeah having like that that last battle, you know, to try and get over the hurt business. The only thing it is going to come off a lot like the B team. I remember watching uh, Bo Dallas and um, uh, I want to call him Henning. Oh, um, Curtis uh, Axel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to call him his actual name. Uh, but yeah, uh, Bo and, and uh, Kurt, Jesus, uh, I can't remember it after a second. Curtis Axel, uh, you know, like they won the tag titles, but then they still fizzled out like we all predicted they would. So you're right. Like they have one last match, right? And it would be against whoever takes over on the Hurt Business, but then that's it. And And the other thing too, Shelton's getting up there, you know, like, I, this well, is more about Cedric Alexander, I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna make some scary points here. Um, let, me, let me check uh, how old Shelton is too. The the best member <laughs> of that team was Bobby Lashley. That that team was basically put together for him to be a leader of a team um, and get him over. Right? MVP was MVP of the group because he basically talked all three of those guys into our hearts. I don't think the pieces are greater than the sum i think that one piece could definitely carry a lot of the sum so while i'm not a huge fan conceptually of breaking them up i kind of get it because it was you know three guys on the coattail of mvp and now if we're gonna say maybe we could be adding ricochet and keith lee those are i i, I think objectively two vastly more exciting charismatic and talented wrestlers than those two um you know like the success that they've had in in much shorter runs um i I would say i i think if they add those two it it could be one of the greatest factions of all time instead of 
this is a really cool idea. Man, remember when MVP made those guys relevant? Instead, it could be, wow, this could be like on the level of, you know, the evolutions, the DXs, uh, that kind of group. I, I, I don't think I don't think you had that kind of same ceiling with Shelton and Cedric. And I, I think there is an opportunity too for Ricochet. I, I saw some pushback on that because he said no so many times. But if they change what the Hurt Business um, is about, like if Bobby Lashley is going to win this title, if he's going to hang on to it, and like a, at some point this faction's going to need to shift a little bit into not just being so hard, right? They're going to have to have some soft pieces because everybody's falling in love with them and they're buying the t-shirts. So where I'm going with this is with that, with, with the softness comes heart and with heart comes an opportunity to help, help a guy get back up. And if he's down, MVP reaches the handout. Eventually Ricochet is going to get sick of losing. Like the story's there. I I, I think they've planted enough seeds and, and the seeds have just been planted with Ricochet's terrible booking. Uh, you wouldn't even need anything to have happened before with the Hurt Business. But I, I think all of that mixed together, I think there's an easy way to tell the story that as the Hurt Business evolves, uh, so so too would uh, Ricochet's view of, of who they are. And if if it still takes a little bit, if there's a little bit of pushback and there needs to be some sort of negotiation between minds, right, of MVP and Ricochet, that there has been change and Ricochet needs to come to terms with that, then that's, you know what? That's probably more of a layered, in-depth, primetime worthy story than than probably what they'll what they'll end up doing. But it makes it it, it'll work. It ricochet will work with them. And uh like I said, Keith Lee and Ricochet as a tag team, it's pretty pretty sweet. Now what what would be what would be amazing is a cross-brand hurt business. Um something, you know, like if, if they, it's one of those things, right? Like they have so much opportunity here with the Hurt Business and I do want to get onto the Wednesday Night Wars, but I, I want to yeah. finish it off with like what really pushes this faction um, in, into like the upper echelon is when they pull in the big E, right? Like when that, when something like that happens and Biggie's going to need, you know, Biggie would make like a huge pivot as to who he is as a character. But I'm, I don't know if I want that right now, but that's when you see two big main eventers uh, in the faction and you really take notice and you're like, all right, this is it. This, this is a huge faction. I, I don't know if you always uh, like if we've had enough factions where it's like, there's the top guy and there's all the cronies underneath, but I mean, uh, the greatest factions of all time, the Shield, DX, NWO, have had a lot of top, top guys at the top. And uh, NWO, you know, kind of a, too many guys. Yeah, so it did jump the shark, for sure. We're just going to run into everybody in the NWO as a main eventer. But even when it was Wolfpack, you know, you had Lex Luger and Sting at the top. And uh, Macho Man snuck in there every now and then. So it's like there are always championship guys at the top. Yeah. All right. Um, so I, I wrap it up, right? Is, um, I, I'm, I'm good with it. I, I think they'll, in a- at 
least with MVP backing it, I, I think it'll stick around and it'll still make an impact. Yeah. Um, I just, I hope that our fantasy booking comes to fruition. Uh, right. If they do what we just said. <laughs> Wait, let's do uh, Wednesday Night Wars, man. It's our favorite right. segment every week. And then we'll round it out with, uh, you know, get you ready for uh, two nights of NXT next week. But Wednesday Night Wars. Um, Matt, uh, I'll you- say I had the worst show, uh, and I, I, I will, I will couple it with the idea that NXT is leading into uh, two straight nights where there's like six different uh, potential match of the year. So uh, match of the years, match of the, match of the. Year matches of the year um so it's it's fine but this it was still it was still a pretty good night so i i, I say i i could go first um and i'll give the nod to aew uh how about just in honor of the fact that aew wins the the wednesday night war yeah it's true all right so number three yeah. for nxt well, three. cameron yeah. grimes rocking into the moon like he gets a win over roddy strong and this My, is the hold on. moment number three not one? <laughs> Man, defend yourself. It, well, you'll hear number one. I, I've been pretty high on who uh, who actually is my number one. And uh, they did a great job telling her story. But this, all right, <clears throat> like, what did I just say? This was this was an off night for NXT, but NXT is so awesome. You know, their off nights are still pretty amazing. So it starts off with a great match where Roddy really looked like he was going to take it away. And um, Grimes pulls out a wristband with Undisputed Era on it. I really thought he had brass knucks. And um, Roddy takes him out and sees the wristband. And again, maybe I'm wrong, and I rewatched it. I had to rewatch it because I I was like, did he take out brass knucks, or did he actually take that that armband out? And um, he did have, like, the Grimes era, uh, where he was taking over the Undisputed Era, and it was going to be Roddy and Cameron Grimes were just going to be a tag team going forward. Uh, so it could have been that wristband, but either way, it really threw Roddy off. Cameron got the win because of it. So it wasn't a clean victory, but I mean, this is a win that Cameron Grimes needed. And the funny part for me is like Roddy immediately turned back into Roddy strong, (laughs) you know, like, or I shouldn't say that he turned back into Roderick strong, uh, because when he's Roddy, he could get wins when he's Roderick strong. He's building the rest of the roster. Man, what a worker. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not a bad thing. And, uh, you know, before he joined the Undisputed Era, I had him written off as my, you know, we, we used to spat him uh, him and I uh, on Twitter. He, he he wasn't the wiser to it, but uh, I used to give him shit all the time. And I'm going to go right back to it. Uh, Roddy, you fucked up, man. Pay attention. Get your shit together. Um, but, no, I, I, I don't hate Roddy anymore. Um but uh, yeah, number number three for me. Um, Grimes going over. He needed the win, and it was just a fun match to watch. Uh, recommend it. There we go. Mike, number three for AEW. Moment number three was a physical war between a forty-three-year-old man and a forty-seven-year-old man. Matt, it was Frankie Kazarian and making his AEW debut, Christian Cage. Matt, I'm all right. that. All the moments of, uh, you know, Christian over the years, you know, not just the kill switch. Um, he did some some flying froggy splashes for us. Um, he had some mat work. Uh, it was it was classic Christian. Uh, but a beautiful moment this week is Edge said, I don't care what 
three letters he wrestles for. I'm just glad my best friend is happy. Oh, he should have said those three letters. God damn it. <laughs> Put your balls on the table, Edge. Say something yeah. you do. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was, you know, it wasn't moment number one. I, I don't think it was the most electric match of all time. It was just there to be kind of a showcase to be like, I yeah, still got it, you know? Doof, doof. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, it was uh, it was like Stallone, and uh, you know they don't call him uh, Ramp, you know, First Blood anymore. Now they call him Rambo. So Christian, he he looks like Rambo. Um, he he still got it. Um, I don't know what the future holds for him. Uh, I know that he wants to outwork everybody, and uh, gotta say, um, not the character choice I would have made. Um, you know, I'm going to be a go-getter and grind them real hard. And gee, Wilkers, am I going to put in some effort? Like, well, you know, that's like, I get it. You know, there's definitely a point to that kind of person, you know, being in the ear of young people in the, in the wrestling locker room to get them over. But is it as interesting as Orange Cassidy? Uh, not, not quite for me, Matt. It's not my favorite gimmick of all time. So. I'm gonna put it at number three, and maybe this uh, this angle of outwork everyone. Maybe it'll kind of evolve into you know something with a little more flair to it. Uh, <laughs> moment number two. What do you got for us from next extra time wrestling? Um, unless you want to unless you want to rib Christian as well for his so I, his, that's, his, all his right, wooden go, character choice. All right, I'll give you sixty seconds. Here we go. I, I just didn't know. I, I'm surprised that it's your number three because you did rip you you ripped into him pretty hard uh, when we were discussing off air. Um, so I'm shocked. I, I I texted you and said, "Is this going to be your dishonorable mention uh, based on the reaction I got?" So I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm I'm kind of throwing you under the bus. I'm not going to say what you said, but I I didn't. I I I did not watch the match, and I assumed that this would be one that you were going to rip apart. So this seems like it's more of a good feel because of what happened and less of the actual match that occurred. But I don't know if you want to rebut. The character needs uh, major work. I <laughs> Major work. Major, to me, major. To get me invested. I'm not, I don't know if I'm there yet. Uh, <laughs> Matt, moment number two. That's what I'm going to leave it at. All right. Uh, number two for next Extra Time Wrestling as I pull it up. Uh, Mike, LA Knight wins the Battle Royal. Um, yes. I, I was pretty happy with that. I, I think it's a great pick. Um, I think we all know that ultimately I want to see Dexter Loomis because this, uh, him win, win the uh, gauntlet match because storyline-wise, Johnny Gargano versus Dexter Loomis makes a lot of sense. Uh, you You run into the storyline that you've been telling on NXT for months. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think we've also been begging for a long time for Dexter Loomis to get one of these pieces of gold in NXT. And that would, that would ultimately lead to that. Uh, but Mike, this is so much fun because Dexter Loomis stood in the corner up until there were three guys left. And then he helped, excuse me, Jesus, eliminate Bronson Reed and uh, Cameron Grimes when, when the uh, opportunity came up. I, I said, Mike, it was the 
smartest battle royal performance of all time. You either go into the battle royal, Mike, as Kane and eliminate 100 people and come out the victor. Oh, I'm sorry. You come out in second place. Or you're Dexter Loomis. Uh, and you stand in the corner and have everybody else eliminate each other. And you end up in second place. Not since uh, CM Punk in 2013 when he took a nap on the apron for 90 minutes. Right. And we see so, this kind of strategic, masterful performance. Beautiful. So L.A. Knight, I think, got the victory that's going to help sell his character. Um, he got that yesterday, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, Wednesday night. I don't yeah. think that it would be quite a build for him to get that and then win the gauntlet match. Um, I, I, If I look at it right now, and we're going to get into uh, NXT, I, I still think there's a pretty good shot I'm going to get. I'm going to get my victor. I'm going to get uh, I'm going to get Dexter out of that. But yeah. Uh, We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah, but, but that was my night uh, number two for uh, for the Wednesday Night Wars on NXT. Mike, you're number two? Number two, I, I don't think it's a, um, uh, a spot that I, I would have, you know, expected to rank this high. It was just so so damn entertaining, um, especially, you know, after what opened the show. Um, <clears throat> but we'll say that um, the bunny of uh, Butcher Blade and Bunny, teamed up with Nyla Rose against uh, Hikaru Shida and Ty Conti. Matt, Conti was on effing fire in that match. Uh, her hot tags were, were steaming. They were sizzling. Um, I, yeah. don't, I don't think... If you've only seen her in NXT and you're like, what's all the hype about? She is leaps and bounds uh, more advanced than when you know we last saw her in NXT. I, I would have released what she was working with at that time as well. Uh, but she, oh man, she's really developed the hell out of her technique. Uh, her knee strikes are, are violent. She's got a whiplash with her own head when she does it to really sell the extra oomph into the people that she's got, you know, stacked in the corner turnbuckles. Um, incredibly, in a match that featured, uh, you know, the character work of Bunny, Hikaru Shida, the effing champion, uh, you know, who's, you know, one of the best women, you know, female wrestlers in the world. And Nyla Rose, who the past couple weeks, uh, since we had that tournament in AEW, um, yeah. you know, she's had a couple, you know, just, you know, one-on-one -on -one skirmishes. She's kind of turned into one of the MVPs of the women's division over there. Um, they keep putting her in matches with Sheeta, and they have just excellent chemistry. Um, but yeah, Nyla helped get uh, Ty over and it looks like they're actually building the stars. She looks like somebody who could actually contend for championships. And unlike what they've, you know, been doing with Sheeta with, you know, basically a 30 day build and, you know, build is a strong way to put it because, you know, they've just kind of force fed uh, competitors to her in a, you know, a style I can only describe as musical chairs. It feels like she might have a new uh, foe eventually in Conti. So it's, it's very exciting to see, and she's definitely worthy, uh, based on her performance on Wednesday, being a part of the list this week. And Matt, that brings us to the dishonorable mention. Matt! Oh, shoot. You know what? That's right, and I completely forgot to prepare for that. Oh. Um, all right. Let me... The last NXT of a Wednesday, on a Wednesday, Matt. Yeah, that's true. So I gotta, I gotta pick one. Um... <laughs> Okay, I, I 
you know what? Let's do two just to catch up, right? For all the times I didn't pick a dishonorable mention. Um, we are at 54 Z- minutes, man. Okay, Zia should not struggle so much uh, to need um, uh, Katanzaro's eyes to have goo spit into them for Zaya to get the victory. And um, Escobar and Tyler Breeze was just kind of a, let's fill out the match card thing. <laughs> All right, so my number one for yeah. NXT was Raquel Gonzalez and Zoe Stark going at it. So Zoe Stark makes my top three for like a, a straight month, probably, I, I think, is, is uh, if we go back and take a look at the numbers. Um, she this, this was the match where she lost, but she came out strong. So this just means that they're, they're really invested in Zoe or else they would not have given her the time of day. And uh, Raquel, like, this is such a great story in this match because I still get to walk away as a Zoe Stark fan seeing that she used Raquel's size against her and tried to chop down the tree, as, as we've seen before, uh, like with the likes of Daniel Bryan. And uh, on, on, on top of that, uh, they did a great job of making Raquel look strong by having one big move be the thing that took down Zoe Stark. So it, it was a great opportunity to show off the power of Raquel, and it was a great opportunity to show just how smart Zoe can be in the ring and, and, and using her athleticism, which I think is probably what puts her at, at the top of, I don't know how I want to put this, every woman who hasn't been in like a number one contenders match yet. Like she's the number one person on that list. And it, it's probably a short list, but she's easily jumping into that, that, um, that conversation. No, like it won't be an issue. So uh, for me, it was just great storytelling. It was probably the best wrestling we got of the whole night. And uh, I, I do like when they, they tell that story of this, this wrestler actually is, is smart. It's, it's fun to see. Mike, yeah. uh, number, or, I'm sorry, dishonorable mention for AEW? In an unprecedented move, Matt, I'm editing my list. Moment number three was the inner circle attacking from the toilet. Um, it was funny, and we got to hear a stinky toilet joke. And Matt, dishonorable mention, I'm giving it to Christian. I can't get on board with that character. I'm out. I'm not going to do outwork everybody. It's dishonorable. You're out. All right. Matt, unprecedented move. Never done it before. All right. I feel I like better. It. It's off my chest. I had that I had that Christian cage. Ugh. I had just, I had this growth on me. Now it's gone. I feel free. Matt, moment number one. <laughs> it was the funnest match of the night. And incidentally, the most violent match of the night, uh, because Kip Sabian had to eat a power bomb onto a pile of Legos. Matt, <laughs> as the father of a child, you'll be stepping on your fair share of Legos here very shortly. Um, I can imagine, uh, you know, the just ear splitting screams uh, you would, you know, share with the world if you were to get power bombed onto little yellow, blue, and red bricks. Um, we had wrestlers flying through uh, arcade cabinet games. We had them flying through air hockey tables. Um, and probably my favorite part was Tony Schiavone uh, having a pop ski because um, Chuck E. T. went to go get a uh, kendo stick. And much like when you go to the arcade or Chuck E. Cheese, you can't just get one. Uh, you gotta <laughs> spend. You gotta spend tickets. And uh, Shivani kept having a pop ski because he's like, kendo sticks cost 20,000 tickets. He couldn't even get the joke out because he's laughing so hard. 
but really loved, uh, you know, uh, the best friends getting back together. Trent was back after getting, you know, demolished by Miro, you know, uh, about a month or so ago. Uh, Sue came back. Trent's mom dropped, uh, dropped him off in her van and gave a big thumbs up to everybody. And most importantly of all, the woman I thought was going to lead this division before she had that awful knee injury, Matt Statlander from another galaxy. She is back. Uh, she made her return coming out of a claw machine, straight out of Toy Story. Um, did some damage on Penelope Ford. I I'm so excited. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't realize that uh, I needed. I, I don't know what's going to happen to Miro. That's going to be a whole other story. But yeah. for one night, I'm very excited for the best friends. I'm very excited for Statlander. I was a huge mark for her. I'm excited to mark out for her again. Uh, that's easily moment number one. Now, we got to dive into a two night <laughs> NXT event next week, Matt. Yeah. Woo! We got a lot going on. Uh, what do you got? The, you got the card for us on night one? Yeah, night one, uh, so this is next Wednesday, so this would be normally uh, before we record anyway. Uh, you've got the gauntlet match of Leon Ruff, uh, Swerve, Reed, uh, Grimes, Loomis, and L.A. Knight. Uh, we've already referenced that match. Uh, let me pull this off. Here we go. Uh, we've got the NXT Championship match. Uh, MSK versus the Grizzled Young Vets versus Legato Del Fantasma. Mike? If this isn't the grizzled young bets, I, I don't know what we're doing right now because what? this. How hard do I have to cheer and tweet these guys? I'm right, tired. like it's a big, big element here. This is a vacated title, of course. Uh, Lorcan and Birch lost them because of uh, the injury. So I think when you do that and you have to improvise, you give it to the team that does the best promos, and it's easily the grizzled young bets. I think if MSK gets it, we're gonna have to listen to a lot of goofy face promos and a lot of you guys are stupid <laughs> which is fine but you know grizzled young vets hold the titles and it's going to be a whole nother level uh and then you've got walter and champa and uh eo shirai and raquel gonzalez ending the night and they really built that up on nxt too because eo had quite a few segments uh, on nxt including ending the night and getting one over on raquel so i think we could be seeing uh raquel taking over uh against eo <sighs> So you want to, we could, yeah, based off that, I think I gave away a couple of matches already. Do you want to hit on, on anything else on night one? I think uh, for the NXT <laughs> Tag Team Championship, um, we are such huge fans of the Grizzled Young Vets. Um, I, I still keep calm in the WWE shop and I'm just hanging my head because there still isn't a t-shirt worthy of my money. Um, Legato, I don't quite have the attachment to, um, so there's a pretty high likelihood they're going to win to try and get them over. Um, and MSK feels like they kind of had their, you know, they had their pop. Um, they won the tournament. Um, so they might just be the baby faces chasing. So I, I, knowing that grizzled young vets are fascinating enough without any gold and just listening to, you know, our, our beloved Zach Gibson and soon to come up. Short once again at a tag team title match. <laughs> it's going to be him. It's going to be uh, James Drake uh, just coming up short a little bit. Uh, Matt, I'm sorry. It's Legato. They're, they're going to win. And I'm going to be sad, but it won't matter. Nobody cares about my happiness at NXT. 
I think the the match of the night, because I, I think Io Shirai and Raquel will tell a great story. Um, yeah. But I, I do think that, like, the match with Raquel and uh, Zoe, like I mentioned, like, they gave Zoe a lot of opportunity, and Raquel had to come in with the power to take her down. I think it could just... I, I said this last week. I, I, I don't think Raquel has... It yet to put in the five star, the the sixteen hot dog match. Uh, so I think it's going to be a good story, and I think Raquel's going to go over. But I think the match of the night is going to be Walter versus Champa. I think Walter's been dealing out, um, you know, the match of the night, match of the year for the last couple of years, and I can't imagine a, a one with Tommaso Champa is going to be any less. And Walter's also going to be going through like an NXT UK Championship match, so I. I'm uh, actually now I think about it, that might be happening on Thursday. So if this is Wednesday, we're guaranteed to see Walter win. I think Walter has arguably like the best booking since like early and very late career undertaker where it doesn't really matter what else is on the line. As long as Champa survives knife edge chops from Walter, it's a victory. As long as he gets up after the match, every capillary in both of his pictorials completely um, exposed and oozing blood. He is considered a winner. It doesn't matter if he eats a pin. If, if you survive the match, with that shaven, evil German bear, then you have, you've won. You've made an accomplishment in your career. Matt, I am so looking forward to this match because if there's one thing we know Champa likes to do, it's take punishment. If there's one thing we know Walter likes to do, it's giving out punishment. So I think we're definitely going to be getting a lot of both of those people's, uh, you know, top qualities in a wrestling ring. Uh, of the night, I'm most excited for that match. And NXT UK uh, Prelude is four o'clock the next day. So Walter and Rampage Brown uh, going at it. So it, it doesn't make a lot of sense for Champa to go over. But I uh, a thousand percent believe that they could throw a swerve at us and have Champa show up to that match, which would be insane because I don't know if they're actually filming it in the UK or what the hell's going on there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I would say the one match that I'm I guess the only reason it bums me out is because I don't really want to see any of these guys lose at this point of their career. Um, I'm sorry, Reed, Swerve, and Ruff, I, I'm not sold on yet. But Cameron Grimes, <laughs> just give him everything. Just whatever he wants. Give him a blank check. Just let him win all the matches. He's hilarious. Uh, Matt Loomis, he's he's also not long for this NXT world. He's going to get called up and be some menacing presence on Raw. And LA Knight is so charismatic. There's no reason for him to be in a mid card. It's just, it's, it's so below him, but he doesn't mind. He's just going to be a salesman for it and get the whole match over. I don't want to see any of those three gentlemen lose and I'm going to have to do it. So <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of that one either. Um, yeah. So night two, if you want to yeah. jump into that, uh, it's going to be, I guess right after NXT UK prelude. So I guess that makes sense. Uh, Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Another one that it's like when you're you're trying to count how many uh, match of the year matches there are. Uh, you throw that one in there. 
NXT North American Championship, Johnny Gargano versus whoever wins that gauntlet match. So I'm thinking Loomis. Mike, you're thinking Cameron Grimes. And uh, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, Santos Escobar versus Jordan Devlin. That one to start, I really want Jordan Devlin. I do think that Santos Escobar is going to take it, and Devlin's going to go back to the UK and try and get into an NXT UK Championship match. Like, um, Devlin is amazing, but they need to sort out the story with the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, this is the best way to do it. And uh, they're both great talents, and I think this is another one that has match of the year um, juice to it. Uh, but, yeah, this is this is going to be Santos Escobar. And and we do have to throw out, too, they, they added uh, last night uh, Shotzi and Ember Moon versus Candice LeRae and Hartwell for the NXT women's tag titles. Um, yeah. I, I throw that in there too, is, is going to be another one that's, that's going to be hot and juicy. Um, I think with that, you just let's settle it down with passing around the title. We'll pump the brakes and we'll let Ember Moon and Shotzi hang on to that one, but it, it'll be a hell of a match. Absolutely. Let them retain. Um, I will say the, the one uh, I'm going to make a, make a left turn on you here is I do think that there's a, Pretty good chance that Johnny Gargano drops that belt uh, to LA Knight. Um, I think if they're going to make him toil around on NXT for a while, or maybe that's his choice. You know, maybe he doesn't want to be part of the big circus on Monday, um, get lost in the shuffle. Uh, maybe he wants to be the medium-sized fish in the small to medium-sized pool. Yeah. Um, but I know that Johnny Gargano likes getting guys over like that. Um, and I think he would definitely want to help, you know, uh, a guy who's, you know, almost 40 now, uh, finally getting a shot under, uh, you know, the Vince McMahon paychecks. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see the night, you know, kind of take over a little bit. I, I think NXT needs a few guys who are mouthpieces, um, you know, who can get on the stick and sell a story. Uh, we have so many freaking guys work great, work great, work great, work great. And I, I get the value in it. I do, but we are watching pro wrestling. It is a soap opera. <laughs> We do need characters. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's anybody more, more characterly right now than the LA Knight. Um, you know, maybe Cameron Grimes is coming for that, but for some reason they, they don't uh, prioritize necessarily him winning. And he, he's such a, a great taunting little devil on your shoulder. Maybe he doesn't ever need to win. Uh, but to get over the new blood, Matt, I want to see LA Knight topple Johnny Gargano. So basically making two predictions in one shot. Matt, for Jordan Devlin, I think you're right. I think he's going across the pond after this match. You know, it's, it's going to be fine. Um, he's, he's not going to win. That's going to be Santos all day. <sighs> Balor and Cross. That's a tough one. Uh, Balor's basically been holding up his end of the bargain. Um, you know, Cross, they, they tried to strap the, the Cameron Grimes uh, moon rocket to him. <laughs> he immediately got injured. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, the poetic justice uh, that Finn Balor also was going to have a Cameron Grimes-style moon rocket, and he immediately got injured when he wanted SummerSlam against Seth Rollins. Um, so definitely uh, kind of fun to see these these two guys, you know, kind of come full circle. This is a really hard one for me to pick. Um, I would like Karrion Cross, but uh, I don't know. They, they've built Balor up so much, and if he comes yeah. out in the war paint, might be Balor again. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, they've done such a good job, not just with building Balor, but they've told a great story, too, where he's told Karrion Cross why he's going to lose and why Balor's been so successful. So it just, 
Like, I want to believe that. And, and I think there's an element to that. Like, when you see that happen in movies and television, that you need it to happen and you need to see Karrion Cross. He either has to grow in the match where uh, Finn said you can't let your emotions get the best of you. So something might happen to, to Scarlet and then um, he's just going to have to let it go. Uh, but if he doesn't, they should show like how that makes the difference. And that's how Finn gets the win. Uh, I, I think ultimately like they, they've done such a good job starting that. And then also reminding us of it, that if it doesn't play in, it's kind of silly. Uh, so with, with that, I don't know if they need to even get away from Finn Balor and carrying cross that they could have something end where the, the, the battle will continue. And I'd be, I would be so happy with that because cross, has been doing great work. So just keep putting him in NXT championship matches if he's not going to win them. Um, that comes to Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, Mike. Uh, something I think ultimately you got to give to Kyle. I think Adam has won everything that has been huge since he's come around. This would be an opportunity to throw Kyle into another, you know, stratosphere. I, I, I think it makes sense, but there's also that element where it's like, well, Adam Cole is Adam Cole. So he's going to go tell a story as a solo guy after this, and it's not going to help with him starting with a loss where Kyle could still go off for a little bit, take a little nappy poo and wait, you know, and, and build up uh, Red Dragon as a tag team. Maybe you go to the main roster with uh, with Red Dragon. If you guys go to our YouTube channel, that was one of my options uh, for post-Undisputed Era, what happens? Um, so Cameron Grimes did one of them. He tried to restart the Undisputed Era. Uh, so it makes sense that uh, if Adam Cole's not going to AEW, there's one option left, and that's uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish heading to the main rosters. Red Dragon. Ah! Um, this is another really tough one to pick, Matt, because I don't know if in a in a match like this you necessarily want to see the babyface go over, and that's going to be Kyle. Right. Um, I do think that that, you know, gives Adam Cole the advantage, um, you know, because he can use, you know, violent heat to get over and, you know, Kyle can can look good coming back out, you know, with a limp, you know, maybe with the big uh, get the tape on the shoulder and, you know, get his uh, revenge against Adam Cole. And I got to say, it's not necessarily any fault of theirs that I'm not, you know, a little bit more excited for this match. It's just I know right. that it's I know that it's the Infinity War. And there's still going to be an end game. So I know that there's going to be, you know, a couple more iterations of this match. And this is going to be just round one. Um, and I, so, I feel like it's it's going to be Adam. So take take Kyle out so it doesn't get the next part of the story doesn't get told for a while, I think. Yeah, he's, right. like Adam's going to turn him into dust, I think. Ooh. Like that. All right. Matt's finishing up uh, doing some business on this side so that it's easier for him to go to bed. Uh, once we're done recording uh but yeah with that i uh i i i actually like this i think this is like the model we should adopt going forward because we're gonna have to run through wrestlemania like this and i you know we go bottom to top it's so boring i think people tune out and this kind of feels like we're just giving hot takes left and right i, I like it um anything else you want to touch on mike before we uh head off into the sunset <sighs> outwork everyone is so fucking boring Look, I I made my play on on Christian when 
Uh, he he was the big surprise. And you know what? Nobody has sent me a single photo of a Peeps t-shirt that they own. So I win. I was right all along. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that I I you start to think about it, and I, I'm I Mike. Do you are you a better person because we honestly are critiquing this and we see it for what it is and it wasn't as exciting as they built it up to be or is it better to be the person that just enjoys everything and christian comes out it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to pro wrestling i'm a huge fan of chris uh stratlander but her coming back wasn't like like my life changed but for some people on twitter last night mike i read it their lives changed last night. They were screaming at the TV. That wouldn't have been me, and I'm probably her biggest fan. Uh, I, I I don't know. She she's my favorite. Uh, she's my favorite wrestler, and I've been saying it since she had her debut on AEW. Like, yeah. I love what they were doing with her character, and I wish there was more storytelling, not on YouTube, but on actual AEW. And uh, you know, it wasn't life changing for me, but I just. It's just one of those things like just everything is it is it better to be the person that's honestly critiquing something or is it better to be just uh, always absorbing happiness and everything is the greatest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> I just think uh, Mike when you and I get to actually experience the thing that's the greatest thing that ever happened, I think we get to enjoy it more. Because the person who looks at everything is the greatest surprise, everyone's the greatest wrestler, every match it's the greatest thing to happen to Wednesday nights. It's the greatest thing to ever happen to pro wrestling. How like it's never it's never gonna feel they never get that burst that we get. Like we are down. Like we're we're below sea level right now. We're yeah. closer to Satan right now than uh, Lil Nas is. Like we're. <laughs> I want those. I do want the shoes with blood in them. Those are oh my god, cool. that was so cool. Um, man, what a. What a fucking troll, right? Like, look at like, they're, they're not they're not connected at all. I just when I watch AEW, right, and I watch a Christian match. I watched, you know, I watched one now, and I'm just, it's fine. I get it. I, you know, he's very good at what he does. I, you know, I don't I don't think there's a lot of uh, you know feathers and sparkle to it. But you know who else doesn't have a lot of feathers and sparkle? Pac. I think Pac is one of the greatest wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. Uh, he's his strikes are amazing. We know what a physical, you know, uh, specimen he is. He does, you know, incredible moves off the ropes, turnbuckles. Um, his bastard heel character is just one of a kind. And I, that guy for me is a legend, right? Right. Christian, I, I. I I, it's not for me, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't. I've never seen it and just bet like walked away like, wow, incredible. Like I will watch a Pac match and I'll just just shake my head like, man, I can't believe this is a human being. Like he and I share the same DNA, and look what he does like in a wrestling ring. It's it's incredible that we're both Homo sapiens. It's it's insane. <laughs> like um, how. How far we are from his from his athletic yeah like i feel that way every time i watch every time i watch ray phoenix and like shivani said he's like my proxy shivani will be like there's i just i run out of words for this guy this man he is he's just a word he's just incredible nobody else can do things that he does in a ring 
makes you think of a young, uh, dare I say, Mysterio. And I just, yeah, those are two guys who are incredible. And, you know, I still put Pac above Ray. Ray does, you know, more physical things, but I don't know if the promo works there. That's where I put Pac. And I just, is it fair to compare Christian with those guys? Because they wrestle different styles. And I think it is. If you're going to bill them as a legend, I'm like... <laughs> I'm not going to sit back one day and, you know, you know, have the children gather around and tell them stories about a very vanilla Christian cage match. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. There. And, and I think it's important, too, that we, we mentioned that this is how I think we felt before he got hurt. So him coming back to wrestling, we realized that there's some catching up to do, but... It's, it's, you know, it's Christian. I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying like this version of him is, you know, broken. I'm saying his whole career. I never cared. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's very admirable to come back from injuries like he has, but I, I would rather watch EC3. At any time, and he was another guy who was huge in Impact, uh, Ring of Honor, stuff like that. I, I just and you're not you're not saying like I would rather watch EC3, like as someone might say. No, I just would never match. say. Right, I would never go out of my way to watch a Christian match unless it was you know a, a tag team match and Edge was involved, you know, and the Dudleys and the Hardys were involved. It it wasn't because of Christian. He's easily number six in that totem pole <laughs> for me. <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. yeah. I just, I don't, I, like, I kind of want to watch with these big fans of his and, you know, look at him. And obviously, they, I won't be able to tell because they don't own a Christian shirt. But I want to hear, you know, their bleeding hearts for this guy. I do, I, I never saw it. What did you see? What, send me footage of you popping for one of his, uh, you know, convoluted, uh, you know, uh, kill switches. Hope you got your backpack on. Looks like you went to the library and got too many Britannicas. Oh no! <laughs> I'm not. I'm that not part is, of that life. I I know this is just turning into a rail into Christian Mike. That has got to be the worst finisher in pro wrestling. It looks like it never <laughs> is working the way it's supposed to. It looks like he always lets go. The worst part make was it work. Kazarian last night. They had to do some false finishes, so Kazarian had to keep going, oh, boy, put down my backpack. No, no, not. And then you just bounce off the ropes. It's, it's... <laughs> put it on my backpack. It does. All right. All right. We, we got to stop uh, because we, we could go all night making fun of Christian, but um, I... It's the, it's the thing, right? Like, you know what? Don't you know what? Build the, RK, the RKO out of nowhere, the kill switch, it's going nowhere. Not a fan. <laughs> Don't get it. All right, that's actually a great way to end the show. Everybody, check out podcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. We're at podcast on Twitter, uh, at brothers underscore of underscore discussion on Instagram. Uh, find us on, on YouTube. If you are, uh, the, let's say you just heard that Christian Cage rant. And you're like, these guys make a lot of sense. You hit that subscribe button. It's right underneath Mike. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I think it's time uh, we say a lot. Oh, no, Mike, we have to announce our first match for the Wrestling Match Book Club. Oh, oh, man, it's going to be a, 
an Iron Man match between Christian Cage and a bottle of mayonnaise, right? Just no. I don't think you know how the wrestling match book club works. We're gonna no, watch no. old matches. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh so for everybody who has not yet joined up, uh what you need to do is go to bodpodcast.com, uh click on the wrestling button, you'll find the link to the wrestling match book club. Uh, we're also sharing links on, on Twitter and Facebook all the time. So uh, you can click on those as well. But uh, you'll get an invite to the Discord personally for me. So it does take, it's not instant uh, when you click on the links and fill out the form uh, because I actually need to create a new link and send it to you. Oh, excuse me. But, um, <laughs> but uh, oh my God. So the first match, Mike, are, do you want to? You say beautiful you're you're already you're already WrestleMania going. 17 hardcore title Kane Big Show and Raven one of the greatest hardcore matches of all time we're gonna start there because it's WrestleMania uh, we got to start with Kane he's going in the with favorite, Kane, baby. and yeah. this is the brothers of discussion so we're gonna start there we're gonna tell a great story uh, I I would implore everyone to. Obviously watch the match, probably watch it more than once, get some background on what's going on with the story, and then, uh, you know, keep an eye out for some little Easter eggs throughout uh, throughout that match as well. So, uh, that, if you guys are listening right now, get set, uh, get your Peacock uh, subscription, and then uh, watch WrestleMania 17, Kane versus Big Show versus Raven for the hardcore title. All right. Glad we got that out there. Once uh, we get everybody into the Discord, we'll figure out a good date for everybody to uh, to chat. All right. Thanks for uh, tuning in.